NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Welcome to the post office, getting a chance to catch up with people that I just want to catch up and talk to. That's what we're doing here on this. And Cruz Pendergon, the two-time NHRA Funny Car Champion, joins me. Hey, man, how are you? Great, Steve. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm going to go back a little bit because this started years ago. I think it was 2018. Um, you had retweeted something that we did, and I knew you were midget sprint car guys. Yep. So, uh, But I was like, well, I'm going to reach out. Probably Cruz's PR guy. I'm going to reach out, and I sent a direct message, and it's not Cruz's PR guy. It's Cruz. Watches Wing Nation. And I said, so what are you doing around the four wide nationals in 2018? And I think Atlanta might have been the next week. And you're like, well, we're just sticking around after that race right. on Monday. So we had you come in to do our TV show, but uh, you kind of brought a special little little present, a little, little, little treat for our show when you won that four wide nationals. And you dropped a Wally right there on the table, and we had a great time. Yeah. And, been great ever since man it's great to, great to see you great to catch up great to be great to, great great to follow your journey same thing steve and you know last time i saw you was at the chili bowl yeah. uh, a, couple, a few months ago but yeah it, no, it was great here the the four wide to win that race uh what four years ago now and time to win it again you know we're uh the season's starting off really good for us we're fourth in the points and the mm -hmm. nhra funny car points right now so things are things are good we're, we haven't hit our our stride yet you know we're still we're kind of hanging in there going to this quarterfinals semifinals but um, but we, yeah, we, we're one of the cars that can win this race this weekend at, here at the four wide. I, I see this, and I'm looking at your uh, specifically qualifying results: fourth, fifth, third, seventh, and third. Yep. Boy, you look like you've got that thing dialed in really good for the uh, on, on the speed front. Yeah, JC and the team are doing a great job. And you know what's hard about that? It's like dirt racing. You know, you uh, uh, not every track's going to be hooked yeah. up. Not every track's going to be on the top or the bottom. It's being able to adjust the different track conditions, like we were on the. West Coast, where it's dry, uh, dry air, uh, cooler, and then we come out to Houston, where it's high humidity, a little bit warmer, tracks a little bumpy, has some character to it. So really, it says a lot about the crew chiefs that set the cars up, um, you know, about how they're consistent, they're able to make those adjustments. So you know, we're right there, like you said, you just rattled off a bunch of stats there with the with the qualifying, but you know, race day, it's about the opponent. You know, you can go up sure. against the guy that's the, that's the hard part about drag racing is you can race a car that has the quick time, and you can be the second quickest, and you won't advance. So Really, it's a, you know, it's a, but the four wide is, is you just throw them in there, mix them up. You, you only have to win. You, if you're in your group and your quad and you can win, uh, you, you, you can be runner up and still advance. So yeah. it's kind of a unique thing. Uh, you know, the fans like it. There's only two, two events like this in the, yeah. in the season. There's the uh, one a couple of weeks ago in Vegas, and then there's this one here. And then after that, it's just the regular two wide yeah. for the rest of the year. 
yeah, I want to qualify this. We are recording this before going into the four wide. Do you? We, we run into this in NASCAR. Okay, now we started at the LA Coliseum. We're running Rovals. We ran a dirt race in Bristol. Do right. you do you like NHRA? The four wide is something that's rather new. Do you like mixing things up and having a couple of those on the schedule? Steven, and only a pro like you would really break it down like that and understand that's exactly right. There are a lot of drivers, not a lot of drivers, there's some drivers that don't really care for the format. I like it or likened it to uh, our road course. It's not the same. You know, the drivers are looking at an extra set of bulbs and has to pay attention to how they stage and how quickly they stage. And so there's a little bit different of a curveball there, but you still have to go fast. You still have to keep it in the groove. You still have to beat the opponent. Yeah. And then you get to the final where there's four cars. You still have to beat the other guys. So it just yeah. it's it's a different format, but it does throw a little wrench in there. And I, and for that reason, I like it. It's a little bit. It's not the same. It's different, but you know the concept's still the same. You got to just win, baby, as the Raiders say. <laughs> yeah, and you are you are a Raiders yeah. guy. I saw you yeah. got to tour their facility in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. Very yeah. cool facility. It's a uh, uh, it's what I expected. You know, everything's yeah, yeah. plush, and I, I got to see the uh, uh, the owner, uh, Mark Davis's uh, little private suite there, and all white. And it was just, uh, yeah, it's really, really clean, and really, I love those colors. My all my cars and all my equipment is, for the most part, if I have the choice, silver and black. So yeah, it was very cool, very cool to visit. Nice, nice stuff. Getting back to the drag racing, you mentioned JC. Um, having that bond, and we talk about that in sprint car racing, yep. we talk about that in NASCAR racing. How important is it, that bond with you and your crew chief? Well, first of all, we call him JC. It's John Collins. Right, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we call him JC for short. And uh, Rip, Rip is the assistant, and then we have our great car chief, uh, Ryan. So I think all the guys collectively are important, and JC and I have a great relationship. We talk uh, before, during, and after the race. Um, and so I think really it's it's really a combination of just having a good team behind you. And I always uh, make it like the uh, like a like a football team. You know, you have your line, you know, which is the crew guys, and right. they're important. You yeah. know, you get one guy through there, and you're, you're on quarterbacks <laughs> on his back. The driver's like the quarterback. He's the trigger man. He's the guy that's uh, yeah. you know that's really making it happen. But he has to have the team around him to make it happen. So so for me, I'm very fortunate that I you know I spent quite a few years searching for that team and that and that that leadership that I have now with JC and Rip and Ryan. So we have it now, the car, you see the results. And now it's just a matter of, uh, you know, beating the competition and, uh, you know, and being, the, being there at the end, really. I remember when you came in here in 2018, you'd had a long dry spell and you got the win. No long dry spell. Now you won twice last year. Right. Um, really, really has got to be exciting to see this, uh, to, to see this performance, this continued performance that you're, that, that you're riding now at this point. Yeah. You know, it's just in time for the competition to get better too. So, <laughs> You know, we, we had to make a move, and, and for, for me, I, I try to do it all myself, you know. Yeah. But, Steve, you know, if you've been out to the drag races, any drag racing or even any kind of racing, it's, it's too much for one person. You have to have your infrastructure. You have to have your core guys, and you can't just do it alone. And so for me to be able to have guys that I can count on and I can just focus on driving and the ownership part of it, it makes my job a lot easier. How – when I uh, I think I saw you guys I think I went up to English Town or uh, or no it was a uh, um, Reading I was up in Reading um, Maple Grove uh, and uh, your your one of your guys your PR guy or business manager someone gave me a tour of the the the, the compound there yeah you guys travel it's amazing can you kind of describe a little bit about what all you have contained with your operation on a race weekend really we have two shops on wheels we have two trailers not one but two and it's much like an outlaw team or an all star uh, sprint car team. Everything we need is in the trailer, but we also work out of the trailer, much like a sprint car, wing sprint car teams do. But we have two of them. 
um, we need two of them to haul all the stuff. And typically, we haul three bodies, two complete cars with three bodies. Bodies are like wings. Yeah. You knock a motor out, and all, there goes the body. So, <laughs> so we have the bodies, and they take up a lot of room. A funny car is about 18 feet long, so we, you know, we, our transporters are 56 feet uh, in length, and they're packed full of stuff. They're usually 80,000 pounds going down the track. And sometimes, Steve, we cannot go back to the shop to regroup or re mm-hmm. restock. So we have to be able to carry enough equipment to carry us through. For instance, the Western Swing that's coming up here in July, it's Denver, Seattle, Sonoma. And so we have to have enough equipment, pistons, rods, spare parts, sleeves, all the stuff that we consume Gosh, yeah. to be able to not have, not have to ship stuff in. So, uh, But it's a, just a shop on wheels and all the tools, all of our snap-on tools are in there and everything that we need, possibly need uh you know, we joke around. If we need a spare body and spare those, we might need a spare driver too. So we 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 try not to use that stuff. But uh, but you never know with with today's race. And you know, you run these cars so hard. You know, nowadays. And I just mentioned the competition. You know, we have a great car and great team, but so do the other guys. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, there's so many uh, Ron Caps. Uh, it, it won the championship last year. Well, he seems like he's back running good again. And uh, you know, you've got Matt Hagen, uh, who All just right, formed sure. with with Tony Stewart team and. You know, John Force is always uh, always tough, and with his team car, also uh, Robert Height. So, you know, we're as good as we've been, and is uh, probably as good a car I've driven in probably 15, 20 years. But also, the competition's never been better. So it's, uh, but no, it'll be good mixing it up. I think uh, I think we have a good shot, and you know, it's good for the fans because there's no runaway clear cut guy right now. It's just going to be a be a shootout down down the stretch. I was blown away when I walked through with the engines. And I don't know why I didn't assume this, but you guys' preparation, you almost have to think worst-case scenario that if I blow an engine up and advance or blow an engine up in every yeah. run, you guys, you guys carry – uh, 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 a lot of power plants that are they're pretty much ready to bolt in and go, correct? Yeah, we do. And let me break it down for, for some of the yeah. some of your sprint car fans and midget fans out there. We do to our engines what you guys do to your chassis. You can tear a chassis apart, have it bare bones, put it back together. Where you guys bring your engines or sealed heads on it, ready yeah. to go. Our engines come. We buy the block. We buy the crank. So we assemble our own engines, okay. and we don't really tear the cars apart like like the like the you know. And a lot of guys for good reason. We don't. We don't make contact with the wall or sure. run another. So our focus is on the engine and the clutch department. So we take those apart, put them back together, just like an outlaw team would a, a chassis. So um, for that reason, we have to have mechanics and techs. Uh, so we have one guy specifically that all he does is build short blocks. And we have a guy that just builds the blowers. And then we have a guy that just works on the pistons and the rod okay. assembly. So we have those specialty guys. And once we build an engine, it's ready to go. And typically under the bench, we'll have five or six engines yeah. with everything minus the manifold and the supercharged. So we can pull that right out of the uh, drawer there. And instead of getting a winch like I see some of the guys do, we get four <laughs> strong guys and lift it up by the by the uh, the head studs and just put that baby right in there. And, and they muscle it in there and they start putting it together. We used to, back in the day, have a little overhead uh, crane deal, but... We figured it's easier just to get a couple. Stars. That's why the guys the other day somebody was joking. Hey man, the guys are in their twenties on your team. I yeah, yeah you Look, they, they, have, they work hard and they have to muscle these engines in and out of there. So, but it's a little different. But yeah, our focus is on the engine department. We 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 tear those things apart every run. Pistons come out, yeah. uh, rods. Mm. You know we have to. You know that's the maintenance part of our of our operation. Gosh, that's fascinating. That really is um, neat, neat stuff for sure. You had shared with us, and I, I kind of want to ask you to to share it again because it's it's four years ago now. The last when you were here in studio, we also chatted with you from your from your i racing rig at one time during yep, the pandemic. Yep. But um, you had shared uh, we were like funny car versus sprint car, 
And you, you took the body off the funny car, and you started describing it. And it's like, wait a minute, there's there's similarities between these these two bare bone chassis that you do in our sprint car guys. Do. Very much so. You take a body off of a nitro funny car, really, and take the you know take the just the car sitting there, take the wing off of a sprint car, and maybe the hood, and you have a very similar yeah. chassis. I mean, it's a it's a chromoly chassis. Uh, with the engine sitting in front, right in front of the driver. There's not a lot of room between the back of the engine and the, where the driver sits. Mm -hmm. um, there's a little more compact in a, in a, in a dragster. Uh, I'm sorry, a funny car. Funny car is a 125-inch wheelbase. What's a sprint car, 80? Yeah, somewhere it, in that Yeah, the, the wheelbase. The small, shorter wheelbase. But it's a little yeah. shorter wheelbase. But, you know, the idea, if you think about the right rear or the left rear, for that matter, and how they grow in size, the, uh, it's my understanding that the sprint car technology, the tire technology, came from drag racing. You know, if you look at the tires back, well, Jan Opperman, kind of the older guys back in the 60s and yeah. maybe even the 70s, they didn't grow. They didn't have the, the, the it wasn't the marshmallow-looking big tire that right. we have now. Well, that technology, it was my understanding, came from drag racing, which is the what you see today. Now, if you look at a car at, let's say, Eldora, a sprint car Eldora or, uh, 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 say, Knoxville, where they're really at high speed, you can see the tire egg shape and it's tall. Stand up, yeah. Stand up. Well, that's the uh, same thing a drag race uh, drag race tire does. It, it from the inertia, the energy, it just gets taller and skinnier. So there's a lot of similarities, and I t I tell people all the time, hey, I love sprint cars and midgets because they're a lot like what I do. They're just different. They turn. They're made yeah. to turn. Our cars are made to go straight. Uh, but again, it's it's your now sitting in the car from a driver's perspective. A funny car, you're more laying down in it a little bit. You're get to get the height down. We're kind of yeah. laying in it. At a little bit of an angle, where a sprint car, you're more sit Sitting up, up and, upright, yeah. and driving it. Um, but you can, you have to wheel these cars. You know, there's a there's there. A lot of people think, oh man, what's so hard about a drag car? You just point it straight. Oh no, these I cars, a drag race, especially a funny car with eleven thousand horsepower, it's trying to do everything but go straight. And then you have the air pushing. Imagine the air foil on a funny car with the front end pushing down. It's really locked down, but it also, when it gets out of shape, it takes that much more energy to pull it back into the center. And really, the crew chiefs uh, tell you, hey, we want it in the groove. In other words, they're going to give you two or three feet, maybe two feet, yeah. left or right. And if you get it out of the groove, it's going to want to spin the tire. So it's very important for a driver to really manhandle it and muscle and get the elbows up, like they say, and keep it in the groove. All the while having to leave on time, cut a light, figure out where you are, make sure you're in, you're in your lane. And then you got to hit the parachute at the finish line. So. You know, I'm not saying I'm a sprint car driver, but uh, you know, it's a it's a little bit a little bit harder than people think. I can imagine, and it happens. It just it happens so quickly. It does what's 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 the first what's the first run of a year like? Like, is there a is yeah. there a, a muscle memory that you have with that? You know, even two weeks. We I got I was not in the car after Vegas for a couple of weeks, and we went last week to uh, to Houston. And even that first run on Friday, I was a little bit, at least for me, this is the case yeah. of me. I have to be, to warm up, I have to get a couple runs in under my okay. belt before I start to breathe easier and start to calm because I get in the car and I feel like a little bit of fish out of water. So, um, but yeah, there's a little bit, I think a little muscle memory, just comfort and just focus. You know, you kind of let things happen. But a drag race car, I think the tough part about a drag car is they go so fast, they go a little quicker than you can think. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of things off of instinct, and and mm. just you have to trust the car's gonna do the right thing. And but a lot of it is just man, these cars they go fast. There's some speed out there now, and you know we cover a lot of ground. But but then I go to a sprint car race and I watch the wing cars, and they look like they're going 500 miles an hour too. So it's uh, so it's really cool to see the you know the differences. Perspective, that's for sure. Yep. When um, I read somewhere, a nineteen your first drag win was in a nineteen fifty three Kenworth yeah. truck. Yeah, 
How did that all come about? Well, my dad owned a truck shop, a okay. truck yard. We had a trucking company. We had a repair shop. And then we had an older 53 Kenworth that we had restored. Well, they, we, I got a flyer in the mail from the, a local track, Orange County Raceway, very famous since closed, and uh, advertising, uh, you know, 3000 to win, and all, you know, they, they prepped the track. So we took my truck out there, and I went and I bracket raced it. In other words, it was like, okay. so I had a 21-second dial in. And then I was, I was, uh, so I wanted one in the race. And that was the beginning. I was 15 at the time. I had my CDL for my dad's, uh, um, I was able to do it through, through my dad owning the, owning the, uh, the trucking company. I was able to get it before 16. So yeah, that was the start of my career. A 53 Kenworth that ran uh, 21 seconds in the quarter mile. I think every car out here in the parking lot can run probably in the 18. So it was pretty slow. But but I was in there banging gears with the old 13 speed. And uh, but it, but it really started my career. It made me. But I think it spoiled me for a little bit. I think it, at that point I thought, I, you know, I could win every race. I'm, you know, my dad raced. I, yeah. I just won this race, and it. I learned real quick that's not the case. You can't win every race. Yeah, my daughter, uh, taking this to kids and, and the, 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 the mindset of a 15-year-old, my daughter, like the worst thing in the world happened was great. She's on a soccer team, and they won every game the first year. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, well, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, right. And I'm right. literally listening to this, and I'm like, I don't wish my daughter to yeah. get on a losing team yeah, next year. right. But I don't need her to think that yeah. this is the way yeah. life is. And sure enough, she got on a team that lost more than they yep. won. And yep. boy, those first few weeks to learn tough. that. Pretty <laughs> to tough. To learn that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. When when did when did you discover sprint cars and where? Well, it was at Ascot. I've told this story a few times. So our shop was in Gardena. Right. Ascot, the famous Ascot Park with the Agajanians that ran that we still we're still friends with those guys, Carrie and Chris and all them and J C yep. Jr. And so we used to hear these cars at the end of the day, on especially on the weekends on Saturday. We, my dad worked seven days a week at, in Gardena. They were right off of Main Street in the, in the 91 freeway. So we would hear Ascot was right literally probably as a as a crow would fly, uh, maybe a mile, wow. three-quarters of a mile away. Yeah. We'd hear these engines. They sounded really cool. Well, finally, we went over. We, we uh, I, I say we jumped the fence, but we, we actually got tickets to get in there. <laughs> and we saw these sprint cars. It was Dean Thompson. Um, Bubby Jones, oh, uh, Brad Knopfsinger, who I think is still involved with uh, with with racing here. Talked to and him the, last week. Yeah. He's done stuff up at Millbridge. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Mike Sweeney. These are guys that were out there getting after it. And then they have these big races, Pacific Coast Open. Yeah. They would invite Leland McSpadden. And Steve Kinzer was actually one of the drivers that would drive, take the wing off and drive, uh, you know, in the local show. So that's where we – Fell in love with the sport. These cars were, they reminded me of dra old school drag cars. They wheelied, they had big power, they had these big old right rears yeah. on them. And so that was, we were hooked at that point ever since. That's neat. So did you, at that point, um, was it all drag racing? Did you ever think at that time to, 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 to look into dirt track racing? Or because of the family history, was it drag racing? Well, it was always drag racing, but then we wanted to be able to afford it, and we couldn't see. We didn't have the, the uh, not even close to the funding, nor were we old enough. We were 12, 13, 14 yeah. years old. We wanted to go drag racing, but we really couldn't afford it. So the, so, uh, the dirt track racing offered a, an affordable way to go racing, and so we started racing the speed the go karts, karts yeah. at Ascot. They had a little quarter mile inside the half mile, yeah. and then so we started racing with the PJ with PJ and Paige Jones. We, we became friends with Parnelli's uh, two sons, and we, so we started. We formed a little team, and we started going around racing Ventura, Indian Dunes, and different places like that. So it was a for, very competitive. We had Yamaha 100 uh, uh, K uh, engines with a big old. Burris tires on them and stuff. So we that was really our racing. And so 
as we got older, my dad passed away, we figured out, you know what, I think I'm going to pursue drag racing through being a driver and getting to know people and kind of networking. I knew enough sure. that I had to get out there and, and shuck and jive and get to talking to some of these owners and figure out a way to talk them in and let me drive one of their cars. But I did start out modestly in, a, in an older alcohol dragster. And so that was my my entry. I said, I'll work for food. I'll, I'll, I'll drive for, for nothing. And you know, beg, borrow, and all that kind of stuff. And so I got my break. And But I did think about the next step for me was the TQs. At that time, the three-quarter midgets were were running quite a bit out there. So I, it was an option that I thought about, but I thought my opportunities because of my dad's career sure. and his name were more in drag racing, so that's what I pursued. Yeah, yeah, I see. 1986 go-kart champ at Venturinus. Yeah, Venturinus yeah, I was, yeah, I was fast at Ventura. It was a little... Uh, Fifth mile there, and, and man, I had that car hooked up. I did, I did all my own setups and everything, and so I knew I got around the track pretty good. And and you know, I still to this day I think about, um, you know, what could have been. But I so that's why the Chili Bowl. That's sure. where the Chili Bowl yeah. comes yeah. into play. <laughs> I'm able to go there, and, and not that I want to drive, you know, because I think for me, I went through this year. I drove a little bit, but for me to be good at it and to do it the way I want to do it, I'd have to be out there. Sure. Pretty much run 15 or so race, and there's not there's not enough hours in the day for me to do that. So uh, I, we're segueing right into the yeah, chili sure, bowl. Absolutely. So I'm going to build. I'm yeah. building a couple of uh, nice midgets, a couple of uh, of uh, late model current midgets. Uh, my buddy Steve uh, Peterbilt Steve out of Tulsa is going to build them for me, uh, along with some other friends. And so um, I want to take two cars of the chili bowl. They're going to be competitive, and uh, and just go out and be a part of it and have fun. That's really my. Uh, my uh my circle track racing at this point yeah. in my career so yeah so this year you you have the car and i think it's a car you've had for a few years you bought you bought th this past year with aj bender's car was that the one you bought like four or five years ago? i bought it four or five years ago and it looked like it it, it was a nice clean car but it was older you know yeah. and it wasn't the I, I like the cool body work with the you know the uh with the high uh rail you know just with the with the sure. car but i like the cool look i like the yeah. cool stuff too so <laughs> So I went there just to kind of get a feel for it. I went there with AJ, uh, West Coast driver, and uh, did a good job for us. But it just wasn't the the, the kind of car that I wanted to be uh, representing myself and my love for the sport. So um, so I got the hook sunk in again. And so I, I went see. and I, I did some networking. I bought a car from Chad Boat and another one from my buddy uh, Brian Dunlap out in uh, out from Colorado. And and I uh, bought an SR11 uh, engine, okay. and uh, I'm going to use my other Chevy motor for the other car. So I'm going to put two nice cars together, really state-of-the-art, yeah. you know, titanium, all the trick stuff, and just go there and have fun. I don't know who my second driver is going to be, but I'm going to put AJ in one of them. And and like I said, that's my realistic today uh, uh, career. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I get offers to drive late models, which I love late models. I ran the Prelude for yeah, years with Tony yeah. Stewart and all that, but... You know, for me to do it, I want to do it and do good at it. So for me to 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 give a younger some younger kids an opportunity to drive my mm -hmm. cars and really polish them and just say, hey, these are my cars. That's what I get out of it nowadays. Your introduction to AJ AJ Bender, he's a, a great as crew said, a West Coast sprint car yep. driver, was a sprint car race, a Turkey Night Adventure. Is that how you you saw him? And yeah, that's how that came together. Yeah, so Turkey Nights is a really a midget race. Sure, that you know it's a it's a hundred lap midget race, but the undercard, so to speak, is a 360 non-wing sprint car race. So th there was these really good, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Bernal, some really good names. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see this kid come up from fourth and win the thing, you know, and, and real smooth and looked really in control. So he, he did an interview and he had this crazy blonde hair and, you know, he's from California. So I thought, hey, so I told my girlfriend, Melissa, I said, there's our Chili Bowl driver right there. So I called him. He was interested and 
you know, and for me, uh, the kick I get out of it is I didn't want any money for the ride. I, it's not for sale. It's something I want to do. I can afford to do it at, sure. at the way I do it. And so I said, hey, just bring your helmet and get yourself there and stay here. You get a, your own hotel and I'll put you in my car and away we go. And he did a good job. Like I said, my car was older, had some yeah. had some age to it. And, you know, we we uh, I think we made the we were running Saturday late in the afternoon, but it wasn't right. quite what I wanted. And I want to put him in some good equipment. So I dedicated some some dollars to uh, to put together a nice car and and that's and we're going to do it again but we're going to do it two times i mean figured my goal even if i could have one of my cars make the a even if we tail the rear that would be and that's everybody's goal sure. all 300 yeah, guys absolutely. that go there right yeah. but uh so that's that's a, but it's a fun time i get to see people that i uh, i look up to i met kyle larson for the first I time in the pit area Instagram, and so yeah. you know and and uh sunshine and i get you know i got to see some of these guys and so for me it's it's like an all-star race and nobody's racing at that time really their right. series they're all you know, everybody's still, you know, yeah. still winter time. So to see all these, it's a great event. It's only a week, you know. And I told my girlfriend, I says, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go on vacation. I probably gonna go on." So I said, "Are you okay with going to the Chili Bowl for the vacation?" She says, "All right, we'll do the Chili Bowl for the vacation." So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's yeah, that's 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 my uh, extracurricular I, career. I, I just I think that's I, I think there's so much need about the Chili Bowl, but the yeah. reunion aspect of that is is one of the things as i said that's the last time i i catch up with you pri on the chili bowl yep. you know and uh i just think that's it's such a neat thing and the whole world is watching at that point oh, yeah. too it's just amazing you know and the racing is really it's about the racing yeah. on the track and the racing is amazing you know you get all like 80 or 90 cars a night you know competing and you know just to make that just to be in that feature that night is really something right. you know it runs monday through 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 saturday but yeah, it's just, and then the main event is just off the wall. I mean, it's just, uh, it's crazy because you have the guy in the back row can win any feature anywhere in the yeah. country. So just the guys in all in that field are just crazy, crazy good. But, but you know, like I said, it's good race and the track is is the right size. The yeah. people that run it uh, uh, really know how to prep a track and yeah. they 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 make it to where it's you know it's it's on the gas. You know, it's some good racing, like I said. Really, truly is. Now you're out at the Chili Bowl. You're owning uh, the car for AJ. Yep. And all of a sudden, you had to ship your fire suit and helmet down. Um, how did how, how how did they con you to get back behind the wheel of the car of, of a different car? Yeah, well, so my buddy Landon Simon, who had my car, he was taking care of my car, uh, pitted with Ryan Hall, a great racer out of the Texas area, Dallas area, and he had a, a couple midgets there, and he had a, one that came available, and he said, "Hey, uh, would you be interested in driving this?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, maybe uh, next year. Oh, yeah, no problem." Because I was thinking, well, let me get some practice, let sure. me get some races. Yeah. And those are nice cars. Don't get me wrong. These are they're they're very nice cars. You know the tall bodies, the tall cages, yeah. the, all the stuff. And, stuff yeah. and so anyway, I said yeah. So then I had I had no suit, no nothing. Uh, you know, just basically what I was wearing. So I I phoned in my buddy. I uh, got Caleb, my guy that works for me, and um, and he shipped in my helmet, my suit, and uh, yeah, I was in that thing. And then we had ignition problems. But the thing that I did not want to do as a you know, I'm a I'm pretty savvy when it comes to I didn't want to be in the early heavy hammered down race and you know as far as the heats yeah. i wanted to be towards i wanted to be heat number seven eight nine ten <laughs> yeah what what do i pick it's a random pick i was heat number two right. which is locked down a lot of tear-offs the most yeah. the dip most difficult to me and uh yeah so a couple laps i made a couple laps under power and i'm sitting there it took me two or three laps if because i had a full containment seat which i've never driven with one. Oh, that's true and so it was all yeah it was yeah. all com yeah pardon me it's been since 2010 that you've ran a mission yeah so i had all i had all these things around me so i couldn't quite reach in that tear offs on both sides so i'm trying to figure out so i'm thinking i'm gonna wreck here because i can't even see so i finally just slowed up got out of the way tore, tore it off and then because i've been uh racing my uh 
uh, iRacing, iRacing, yeah, it, it kind of came back to me. I got the feel of what it's like because I do a lot of, uh, I do quite a bit of iRacing, midgets, sprints, the late models. So I was able to get in there and really get, had I not raced any iRacing, there was no way I would have, yeah. I would have said, Ryan, thank you, but no thank you. But I was, I guess, dumb enough to figure, you know, I can correlate what I do with iRacing and, and, and make it work. And, you know, I didn't get tired and winded like I thought I would. And I did, I did okay, I thought. So, but we had a little ignition problems and I had this, they wired the switch the wrong way. But anyway, it was a good time. Did I think I can get back in there? And I, it, I made enough laps for me to realize that, you know what, I need, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to go somewhere. And I still may do that. I don't sure, know. Yeah. And race three or four races, get yeah. good and winded, get the feel of it again. If I want to just, just get in there and, and, and you know, number one, I don't want to get anybody's way. Number two, I don't want to go and wreck my nice new car. Right, yeah. And I want to be healthy to, to start my own season in yeah. February. So, but, but it's a good time. Like I said, it's for all the reasons I mentioned. Uh, I enjoy the cars. I love the cars. And I'm not a street rod or hot rod guy where I have a bunch of cars. I like race cars. Right. And yeah. if it's not a drag car, uh, I like these kind of cars. So what it what's it what's what are these cars going to do between Chili Bowl and the Chili Bowl? They're going to sit in my lobby at my shop, and I'm going to polish them, and they're going to be sitting there to show people that walk in. Hey, this is my uh, this is my little uh, my side deal. What I do? Do you get the chance to follow sprint car racing much? I know you're very busy, but we live in this era of dirt vision and I flow. Do. I do, uh, which is a great era. Yep. Do you follow it along much? Absolutely, I do. And you know the little short three to five minute videos. Oh, um, Yes. That I, you know, by the way, I want to mention one guy, Anthony Macri. I, I met Anthony, and you know what was crazy about Anthony is he was a drag race fan of mine a lo- to a certain degree. He knew who I was, and I'm like, the concrete kid, man. This guy is this guy. So he's won like four or five yeah. in a row. He's oh, yeah. on it. So, I, you know, it was uh, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., who's a late model driver. So I know I'm, I'm, yeah, jumped around here a little bit, but. Uh, I forget where where were we on the where just, were we on just the, following along with sprint car so, yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, so I do so I follow the top series you know and uh, obviously the all stars with Tony and and you know and and you know in that series and you know and so and I'm friends with some of the guys Barry Jackson crew chief for the five yeah. team you know I'm yeah. fr- I, he and I talk all the time so yeah I do follow and these like I say the the advent of YouTube makes it where I can watch a video and watch it start to finish without having yeah. to watch the race so yeah that's really cool. Fun stuff, that's for sure. Yeah. Finally, before we get you out of here, um, one of the things that I've just enjoyed following on your Instagram, and I understand the business aspect of this, yep. you have Snap-on Tools as your sponsor, and it just looks to me like you have a great rapport relationship with Snap-on, but it seems to me like you're pretty comfortable. And of course, your background is in a truck garage. Yep. You seem you seem like the perfect guy for that to walk into a shop or to walk into a tool salesman and kind of know what you're doing. That partnership has had to be really good for your program. And and you you just literally came from being out with some Snap-on guys before you came over to the studio. Yeah, one of the things that Snap-on enjoys or wants that I can do is reach out and touch the customer or their franchisee. Snap-on has over 300 or uh, 3,500 guys yeah. in these trucks traveling all over the country. So any market I go to, on Thursday, I'll actually go three or four or five hours and ride along with the Snap-on franchisee and get to know some of the customers, take photo cards, autograph them. And it's my way of connecting with the customer. And then we have our hospitality at, during the race weekend. So it's a great partnership. It's gone on for many, many years now. I'm hoping it goes on many more. And uh, But they're about customer service, and that's what I love about it. I get out there and talk about mechanical stuff, and I talk about what they do. They want to know about racing and so yeah, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great fit. 
Well, I'll tell you, you talk about your hospitality. The other thing on your Instagram was some pork butts a few weeks ago. Gro- <laughs> What's it, Groden's Gourmet? You had yeah. you had uh, uh, a barbecue king come oh, in yeah. and fed the snap-on guys and yep. gals. Man, I'll tell you, that's that's pretty cool. Well, what's unique about drag racing is that we're able to, our pit area, we can have our hospitality rig park yeah. literally so right next really to it. So neat, it's behind yeah. the locker room, and it, you know, get people get to see us work work with on the cars and start up the engines and breathe all the nitro and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a, it's a unique thing. Finally, 11-year-old daughter. Yep. Is it Raya? Raya, yeah. Raya, okay. Yeah, exactly. The spelling on it, kind of. What's she think of the old man drag racing? Does she have any uh, any high speed dreams, or, or or don't we know yet? Not yet. Raya is a girly girl. Okay. She loves her cooking. She loves her arts and crafts and things nice. like that. And, and you know, she sat in the car and she likes putting my helmet on and doing that stuff. But she, uh, you know, she worries a little bit about my safety. You know, she okay. she knows, you know, what we do is, is you know, it, it has its moments, but. Uh, uh, I get on her when she wears, she gets on her little, um, I forget her little battery powered, you know, uh, roller blade or anything with, yeah. I says, Raya, how would you like it? And she says, dad, I don't need a helmet. I said, Raya, how would you like it if I jumped in my car and went 330 without my helmet? She's like, she thinks about that. So I said, always wear your helmet with anything with wheels, wear a helmet, but no, Raya's great. She, uh, you know, she, uh, she's not quite into the racing yeah. yet. Um, so it's going to be a little cheaper for me when she's older, right? There I can just, I get away without having to. Buy her, the, buy her into racing, I guess. Yeah, uh, Aaron, Aaron uh, Everham, my, my co-host on the show, don't get into horses. Don't introduce her to horses because <laughs> she's uh, horses who are yeah. – and then I look at, like, Kyle Larson and Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, all yeah. of their kids are racing and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you've set yourself up. You've set yourself up for a big college expense with this Oh, one. yeah. <laughs> my, my brother Tony is uh, starting to get his, his son Desi into racing, and he's starting okay, cool. to do it. So, you know, there's there might be a, 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 a replacement for me in the, in, the, in the making there. You never know. Man, great hanging out with you, man. Thanks, I appreciate Steve. you swinging by. Always good to catch good, up man. with you. Yep, Always, thanks, man. I appreciate my it. My man, there we go. Yep. My man, Cruz Pendergon, joining guys. us here appreciate in the it. post office. Thank you. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.